So if you feel like you're falling behind or you're a few steps behind in the game of basketball, maybe your teammates and friends are still ahead of you, they're outperforming you on the floor, even though you probably care about the game, I'm guessing if you're watching these talks, uh, you certainly care about your future as a basketball player. Maybe you even work harder than the players around you and yet you're still a few steps behind. There's uh, Maybe there's one guy on your team who just continues to outperform you even though he doesn't put into this game what you do. Maybe there's a number of players on your team who are still ahead and you wonder, how am I going to make it in the game of basketball? Well, if that's the case, then I want to share a story with you today. And this is meant to be not only encouragement for you. Yes, it, it I, I hope will be encouraging, but I don't want to share it as a sort of like rah-rah motivational talk or anything like that. To me, I'm just sharing the truth about what this journey really looks like. And especially in the game of basketball where you're competing with a whole like population of players who are all trying to beat you. And a lot of those players may seem to be ahead of you right now. This is really important to understand. So once again, this isn't meant to just be like a rah-rah motivational talk. You can do it. No, this is the truth, okay? As I see it anyhow. So back to that story. In sixth grade, there was a player uh, named Rob that I matched up against who I, I believe was probably the best scorer in the country in Canada where I grew up at this point. So <laughs> as, as sixth grade basketball players, you can imagine like nobody wants to come and watch us play. This, <laughs> they're, the only people who show up to our games are like parents of the players. And even then there's some pretty bored parents in the stands. Sixth graders, we can't do much, right? Well, late in my sixth grade season, I'm playing AAU basketball, and this is, I think, the first time that I had matched up with Rob, if I'm remembering correctly. First time we ever played against Rob, I walk into the gym, and the gym is packed. I've never seen anything like this because, again, sixth grade basketball, usually there's like a row of chairs along the sidelines for us. And, and I walk in and there's people I've never seen before, people that are not related to any of the players on the floor. Literally, fans and, and other coaches, other players had come from out of town just to see Rob play. That was a bit of a trip for me, <laughs> if you can believe that. And as the game got started, I, I very quickly found out why. We tried everything on this kid. We ran a box in one. At one point, we put our best defender. <clears throat> I remember my coach, his exact words for this defender <laughs> were sit on him. So all the way up the court from baseline to baseline, he was like face guarding Rob. We tried doubling him. We uh, tried just playing him straight up. We, we tried everything. Long story short, he drops 45 on us this game. And... It was such a weird thing to watch because no matter what we did, Rob would slip through the cracks and just end up scoring. And it all looked so effortless to me. I was like, this guy isn't, isn't like dominating the ball. He's not hogging it. Um, he doesn't seem to even be like asserting himself all that much on the game. Just within the natural flow of the game, he had this uncanny ability to find his way into scoring opportunities. So he'd be on the other side of the floor. They're running their offense. And suddenly Rob is like cutting along the baseline, 
catches a pass and lays it up and it happens like this. I'm like, how is this even happening? What is this? He has this scoring instinct that at that point in my career as a sixth grader, I'd never come across in my life. So Rob scores 45 on us. <laughs> and uh, this kind of happened every time I saw him play. As you can imagine, as like a sixth grader, I, I'm kind of in, in awe of this kid who's my age, who's way ahead of me in development. I've never seen anything like this. And so every chance I get, I, I watch him play. And it's the same deal every time. There are people who come from out of town to see this kid play, and he's dropping 35, 40. He dropped 45 on us. It was crazy, right? And so fast forward to the summer before, I think I was going into ninth grade, my, my freshman year of high school. Rob's still dominating everybody. I go to this uh, overnight basketball camp and I end up meeting one of Rob's teammates. His name actually happened to be Taylor. And uh, Taylor and I hit it off. We hang out for the week. We're training together. And one day at lunch, I asked Taylor, like, what's the deal with Rob? Why is he so good? <laughs> what, what does he do? Was his, is his dad been training him since he was two years old? Or like, what's going on here? Taylor kind of shrugged and, and laughed. And he was like, you know, Rob doesn't really train. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this can't be true. No, Rob doesn't train. Every time I go over to his house, he's like, eh, no, I don't want to go. Like, let's just play Xbox. He kind of eats junk food, plays Xbox all day. And I, I'm thinking to myself, like, how, what, <laughs> what? I am training every single day. I'm counting my jump shots. I've got a journal where I like mark off all of the sets and reps that I'm doing. I, I'm so meticulous about my training. And this kid is way beyond me in development. I can't understand this, right? Well, the fact was Rob didn't work all that much on his game. And as good as he was in those really early years of AAU basketball, sixth grade, seventh grade, going into eighth grade, a time finally came when I matched up against Rob. I, again, I'm kind of fuzzy on the years. I think uh, this was in eighth or ninth grade. Anyway, a couple of years after that initial matchup, we once again run into Rob's team in the provincial championships, AAU basketball. And this time I am matched up against Rob. First quarter, I drop eight points on Rob. This is in like eight minute quarters and Rob goes scoreless. I'm outplaying him head to head. And in that game, I end up, I think I had one of the better games of, of the season that at that point, I, you know, again, long time ago, I can't remember, but I was in like the high teens or maybe around 20 points outscored Rob. And I'm thinking to myself during this game, like what is going on? Is Rob falling behind? Am I just like playing way better? <laughs> this is kind of crazy. I was really nervous going into this matchup, and yet I find myself outplaying this guy. A few years later, we run into Rob's high school team, and he's the sixth man coming off the bench. By the he, mind you, I should say he was playing for a very good high school team. Okay, so sixth man on this team, they were like provincial champions a number of a number of times. So no real shame in that. But again, not nearly living up to the potential that I thought he had when he was in sixth grade. I thought this kid was going to the NBA. Honestly, like it was so wild what he was doing to us in the early, early years. And long story short, the point I'm making here is that he gradually fell off as time went on. And I kept going back to that memory of sitting there in the lunchroom with Taylor. And Taylor's telling me, Rob doesn't really train. 
He kind of like wants to play Xbox and eat junk food and not really do much. He's kind of lazy and not really believing him at first. And then as the years went on, I saw the long-term effect of that approach. This kid with unbelievable natural talent, natural talent I'd never seen before, never actualized his potential in this game. And I, th I think his potential was like high-level professional basketball, if not even playing in the NBA. And yet, by the end of his career, he was like uh, certainly not the best player in his high school team. I think by his senior year, he may have been starting, but... Um, you know, again, I apologize for the specifics on this. I, my, my memory is a bit hazy here, but he was not the player that I expected him to turn out to be. And the point that I really want to make to you is that when it feels early on in your career, like you are a step or a few steps behind the guys around you, maybe there's even a player who's way ahead of you and you can't imagine how you're ever going to catch up. That was certainly the case with me and Rob. You can catch up. You can absolutely catch up because the guys around you are not putting in the work that at least I believe you're putting in. If you're listening to this podcast, watching these talks, like you care about this game, okay? And if you really continue on the path, not obsessing over what's happening right now, but playing what we call the long game. There's a full episode here called The Long Long Game. I highly recommend. Uh, in that episode, we talk about Kobe coming. Uh, he grew up in Italy, of course, when he first came back to Philadelphia, came to the States as a 13-year-old. Kobe plays in the Sunny Hill Summer League, uh, goes completely scoreless the entire Summer League. He's a 13-year-old playing against other 13-year-olds and does not score a single point. <laughs> All right. As crazy as that sounds, Kobe himself was like, okay, I've got to play the long game. These kids are way ahead of me right now. How can I catch up? What, can, what do I need to work on in my game and let me get to work? Rather than getting hung up and frustrated and discouraged and deflated, which naturally we all do at times, over how far ahead others seem to be right now, focus on the next step, putting in that today's workout or several workouts today showing up tomorrow putting in the same work again like drops in a bucket and you're filling that bucket one drop at a time until finally all those around you who haven't been putting those drops in the bucket haven't been logging those workouts and those reps the way that you have finally your bucket overflows and the player that you're meant to be comes forwards meanwhile everybody around you is not living up to their potential because they're not putting in the work that you do. You can catch up to these guys, I promise you. And this, once again, is not meant to be this like motivational rah-rah speech. I don't mean it that way. To me, this is just the truth of the matter. There are a lot of players who peak very early in their career. I had a teammate, <laughs> again, funny enough, this happened to be uh, one of my sixth grade teammates, when he came in in sixth grade, we, we joke with him. He, he became a, a close friend later on, but we always used to joke with him that he was as big in sixth grade as he was in his like senior year of high school. This kid had like cannonball delts and a full-blown six-pack. I know that sounds crazy, but it's actually true. <laughs> he was like absolutely jacked 
Uh, I think in sixth grade, he was maybe like six foot one or something like that. So he's steamrolling kids. Nobody could guard him because physically nobody could match up. And so he kind of played like a football player. He'd like barrel down the lane and lay it up and kids would just get out of his way. Um, super aggressive, super strong, not incredibly skilled, but it didn't even matter at that point. He was just so physically imposing that he would, uh, he would dominate at that level. This frustrated me because I'm like, man, this guy just has natural gifts that I don't have. I'm rail skinny. <laughs> I, I'm not putting up the numbers he does. If I guard him, like I don't even have a chance. I can't, I can't physically match up with this guy. How am I ever going to make it? And for a few years there, he was ahead of me. And there wasn't a whole lot I felt I could do to catch up. By the end of our career, I'm way ahead of him because the years go by and I kept on putting in the work and he peaked early. The point I'm making is that there are a lot of players around you who are peaking early. And when I say early, it could be sixth grade, it could be eighth grade, it could even be like uh, sophomore year or junior year. I had a teammate who was really, really good in uh, as a sophomore and a junior, and then he kind of got complacent. He fell off. And when everybody else made these big leaps in like physical and skill development uh, during the high school years, like those are important years, he started partying, chasing girls, not showing up to the gym. And he fell off <laughs> considerably in uh, his senior year here in Ontario. We take five years of high school. Some of us do anyway. So he took five years and he was much better as a sophomore and like slightly worse as a junior, slightly worse as a senior, and then continued falling off until finally he got a scholarship to play college basketball. And he quit after his first game because he was coming off the bench and was just like, I, I don't want to play anymore. So he peaked early as do so many players. I know guys who weren't all that good in high school. They just scratched and clawed and they kept on working, kept on working. Maybe they worked them their way into a starting spot as a high school senior. They were like a good player, but not great or anything like that. They weren't getting scholarship offers. They walked on on their uh, college team and then they, again, scratched and clawed for every inch of progress that they made. Finally, they broke through as like a college junior or senior, right? I've seen guys have really great careers and be good college basketball players who weren't nearly as good in high school because they just kept at it. And I'm not saying that is the norm, of course. Like, um, there is a degree of, like, you do want to get ahead here, but... If you feel like you're behind, stay with it. Stay with it. While those around you might be peaking early, play the long game in the same way that Kobe did when he was 13 and he just showed up and said, okay, I'm not as good as these players now. Five years from now, you, you can bet I'm going to be miles ahead of them. Okay. So what I'd like to offer you as we wrap up here is an analogy that I heard recently. If you picture a butterfly struggling within the cocoon, the caterpillar goes into the cocoon to become a butterfly, of course. And yet within that cocoon, there's this struggle to break free. 
the caterpillars in there transforming, evolving, struggling against these outer limits of its potential, the, this, these confines that are wrapped around it, keeping it stuck. It is that early struggle that creates the strength and the fortitude internally for it to then break free and sail through the air <laughs> as a butterfly. I know that sounds a little bit uh, poetic, but the point is, without that struggle, it can't become a butterfly. The early struggle generates the internal strength that can create the long-term success. So the struggle that you're experiencing right now is the necessary process for your success in, again, what we're calling the long game. And if you really care about your basketball career, not so much just like, how many points did I score last night? Okay, that's fine. Maybe you had, maybe you had 45 like Rob did. <laughs> but if by the end of your career, end of your high school career, you're coming off the bench or you're maybe the fourth option on your team like he was, well, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the 45 last night or would you take like a scoreless game last night if that struggle created the player who's now the man on his team by the end of his high school career or even the player who scratches and claws and just keeps on grinding away and by the end of, you know, maybe you walk on in your college team as we were talking about and then by the end of your college career, then you're the man <laughs> on the team or you're like the second or third option and then you find your way into a low-level EuroLeague team and you keep on scratching and clawing and you work your way up the ranks. Players do this. <laughs> Players do this. Even those who seem like they're behind early on, if you keep at it, you can make it, okay? So if you feel like you're behind, if you feel like you're struggling, consider that maybe that early struggle is the necessary process that you require for your long-term success. Treat it as a training ground, okay? I know, <laughs> trust me, I know the sort of life and death feeling that every game has early on in our career. I used to go into games thinking like, this is the time that I'm finally going to break free and my whole, like everything depends on this game. I, failure is not an option. I have to play well. And yet, Looking back as uh, a much older individual now, looking back on my career, no game was a life and death scenario. Every game, no game, no uh, game dictated how my career would turn out. There's no such thing. Every game, however, was a learning opportunity. So my strong advice to you, again, we're going to wrap up here now, but I'll leave you with a thought, okay? One of the key indicators for me when I'm working with a, a young player or even a, a, an individual maybe in the business world, one of the key indicators that tells me how successful that person will be is the time frames that they talk in. Those who typically don't turn out to be so successful typically are talking about what can I accomplish today or this week, or even within the next couple months, all right? They have short time frames that they're discussing their progress and their success in. When I come across an individual who's talking in terms of years and maybe even decades, that's the individual I'm putting my money on for long-term success. 
the player who considers not how well did I play last night, how well am I playing this week or this month, but the player who says, okay, I'm not where I want to be, but within three years, within five years, this is my plan. And I'm going to get there one step at a time. Put in the workout today. Put in the workout tomorrow. Keep on showing up. And while all of these other players are peaking early, I'm just going to slide up the mountain one step at a time and keep on going. Those are the players who are successful. And so my strong encouragement to you, uh, well, one note here, go and watch that talk, The Long Game. I highly recommend that. But think of your progress not in terms of days and weeks, not even in months, but in years and hopefully decades. I've said this before, but if all goes well, your basketball career will be a multi-decade project. That's my wish for you. All right. So I hope this offered some encouragement to you, but also hopefully pointed out the truth that this is a long game. And if you feel like you're behind, you can still make it. And if you keep on putting in that work, one rep, one workout at a time, I think you will make it. All right. And if there's anything that we can do to help you along the way, please reach out and let us know. I'll talk to you in the next one. Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is head over to deepgame.com and join us in our free masterclass where you'll learn all of the basic fundamental principles that, in my opinion, every serious basketball player should know about the part of basketball that's played with the mind. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives. And again, it's completely free of charge today. So head over to deepgame.com, join us, and I will see you there.